Did you know that reindeer are the only mammals that's eye color changes seasonally? They go from a warm golden brown in the warmer and brighter summer months, then change to a startling blue in the cold dark months of winter to allow more light to be absorbed, allowing the reindeer to see better in the dimness. Welcome to the Lore of the South. Welcome to the Lots Christmas Special with me, Kelly Cruz. I posted the question on social media whether y'all would want to hear about some Christmas or Yule-type cryptids, or if you'd like to hear about the many incarnations and traditions of Old St. Nick. Overwhelmingly, y'all chose Christmas cryptids. Y'all are definitely my kind of people. To be sure that the topic I was looking into met with the criteria of belonging to the cryptid class of beings, I googled the definition. One such definition states that a cryptid is any creature that may or may not exist, some stemming from folklore. So we're definitely going to say these stories I'm about to share with you all belong in the realm of the cryptids. Maybe a couple just squeaked by, but let's just go with it. And here we go with our second straight out of the south for the month of December. Episode 33, Ogres, Trolls, and Gnomes. Oh my! (laughs) The first little guy we're going to visit is a Tomten or a Tomty. Do any of y'all remember David the Gnome series from a couple of decades ago? That's who I picture when reading about the Tomty. He's small, under three feet tall, wears layers of gray-brown or navy-blue clothing, When he's spotted out of the corner of one's eye, it's usually the flash of his bright red cap. This little gnome-like man lives on farms and rural homesteads throughout Scandinavia. His name literally translates into homestead man. He shares many of the same traits as the brownies from Germany. Tomti are an ancient tradition and are originally thought to be born from the spirit of the original owner of the property that they inhabit. He can be helpful or harmful, a trickster, or an invisible assistant. They expect all inhabitants to be respectful and keep a tidy home and outbuildings. If the Tomty finds that the animals aren't being properly looked after, or that the home is in disrepair, he is likely to play tricks on the farmer and his family. Maybe by tying all the cow's tails together, overturning benches and stools, or even breaking things. If the farm is found to be a harmonious, protective place, it is because the Tomty is well pleased with how his farmstead is being cared for. Some Tomty are known to move with their families if they take a serious liking to them. He will sleep under the floorboards during the spring and summer months that awaken when the days begin to get cooler and the nights longer. He is a great lover of Christmas, and during the night he will help the women of the house prepare for the holiday by cleaning, doing the washing, and ironing. He's a lover of sweets and will sometimes leave treats behind for his human family. The only thing the Tomty asked for in return is the respect of the household and for a bowl of Christmas porridge with a dab of butter in it. He kind of reminds me of a house elf from Harry Potter, only he's not a slave. 
Next, we're moving over to Iceland, where we're going to meet a pair of mountain ogres who only make an appearance on Christmas Day. They're 13 pranksters' sons and the ogre family's enormous Yule cat, who also works part-time on Project Runway and is very particular about people's new clothes. The stories of Grilla and her husband Lippoli come to us from as far back as Norse mythology. Grilla was a giant and hideous to boot. At one point, she was allowed to live in the village, but the villagers grew tired of her appearance and constant begging for, of all things, naughty children to cook in her giant pot. So she was forced out to live in the caves along the lava fields, and I suppose this is where she met her third husband, Lepoli, who is just as large and just as ugly, only he has the extra bonus of being very lazy and slovenly. Every Christmas, Grilla will leave Lepoli and her 13 sons at home in the cave while she ventures down to the village in search of naughty children for her pot. If she is spotted, she is easy to turn away. You only either need to give her something to eat or chase her off, and she will leave your kids alone to be naughty for another day. Next up in Grilla's cave, we have the giant black Yule Cat. Y'all might have seen some Yule Cat memes on Facebook. He comes out on Christmas Eve to see if everyone has received at least one new item of clothing and are wearing it. If they weren't, Yule Cat would rip them to shreds and devour the culprit, much like the judges do on Project Runway. Lastly, we're going to talk about Gorilla and Lepoli's 13 deadbeat sons. They each leave their mountain cave, one at a time, starting on December 12th. Each Yule Lad will then spend 13 days on his farm set out of choice, playing pranks and causing a disturbance to the family and animals that live there. First we have Sheep Colt Claude. He arrives on December 12th and departs on Christmas Day. He has two stiff peg legs and enjoys harassing the sheep, though his stiff legs make it tough work for him. Second is Gully Gawk. He arrives the day after Sheep Coat Claude and departs the day after too. He likes to hide in gullies and ditches, gawking at the milkmaids, waiting for his chance to steal into the cow shed and drink the fresh foam from the buckets of milk. On the third day, Stubby arrives, and like his name suggests, he's extremely short, and his favorite meal is to steal the crumbs and crust that might be left on the family's pans. Here's where the names start to get fun, y'all. Fourth Knight brings this old spoon liquor. He's the thinnest of the 13 brothers and waits for all to become quiet in the house and then he steals the cooked spoons and licks them all clean. Next is number five, Pot Scraper. Cook might be storing scraps for a nice stew. Think again, Pot Scraper appears on the 16th to scrape clean all those tasty tidbits. Number six is a sneaky lad bowl liquor. He hides under the bed watching and waiting for someone to sit down a bowl that he will quickly snatch up and finish off its contents. Then on December 17th, he'll gather up all of his stolen bowls and return to the cave and to his mother Grilla. Next in line is Door Slammer. Just like his name says, he loves to slam doors especially during the night when everyone is snuggled into their warm beds, waking up the household and causing quite the disturbance. Number eight, 
Old Skier Gobbler. He arrives on the 19th and hangs around to the new year. Now would be a good time to hide any yogurt you might have in the house, because Skier Gobbler loves to gobble up all the family's yogurt. Number nine is a naughty lad, Sausage Swiper. He hangs out in the smokehouse's rafters, swiping the family sausage. If your sausage goes missing between December 20th and January 2nd, the naughty sausage swiper might be to blame. Getting close to the end of the train now is number 10, the pervy window peeper. <laughs> he lurks around window ledges, watching the families inside, waiting for them to fall asleep so that he might slip in and steal what catches his eye. Right behind window peeper comes door sniffer. He has a very large nose and an incredible sense of smell. He uses his large nose to sniff out fresh baked goods to steal from the cook. Number 12, Meat Hook. He might sound like he's fresh from a horror movie. He hangs out in the smokehouse along with Sausage Swiper and uses his meat hook to snag and steal meat. Then, to really add insult to injury, here comes lucky number 13, Candle Stealer. He shows up to steal the tallow candles, which were made from animal fat, because apparently Candle Stealer found the waxy tallow a tasty treat. So once the last Yule Lad departs from your farmstead on the 6th of January, you're going to be left with some serious nervous sheep, no milk foam for your cheese, hungry animals because all of your crusts have been stolen, your spoons might be missing or missing the bowls, of old spoon liquor's work. No leftovers for your Sunday stew because Pot Scraper helped himself to all the tidbits. Probably be pretty tired because of all the late night door slamming that kept you up all night, and maybe even a little paranoid because there always seems to be someone peeping in the windows. And what will you feed the children in the morning with all the yogurt and sausage gone? Stores of your meat have gone along with the fresh bread that the women of the house just made. And to top it all off, it's going to get awfully dark every afternoon with no candles. Those naughty, naughty Yule lads. <laughs> Side notes. Y'all, I can imagine how much fun parents would have had playing the parts of the Yule lads. Hide some bowls and spoons. Dad goes and slams the door a few times every night. Mom offers to let you lick the spoon, but it's already been licked clean. Old spoon licker must be back. What do I have to recommend today? Know what? Y'all go for a ride and look around at the Christmas lights with your family. If you're on your own this holiday season, take yourself out for a hot chocolate. And look at the lights anyway, and maybe watch a cheesy Christmas movie from your couch. I hope y'all have a very Merry Christmas, or Yule, or whatever you celebrate. Or if you don't celebrate at all, that's fine too. I hope you found these Yule cryptids, of sorts, entertaining. Look for us on social media. I always post pics to go along with each episode. Leave us a review on Apple, or even on my Facebook group page. Share your favorite episode with a friend or two, maybe. And Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to y'all later on Lore of the South.